begin transmission. Hello, everybody. It is Outer Rim Transmission for episode number 93, joined by Ben and Milton. This week, we're going to be breaking down the latest Bad Batch episode, season two, episode five, titled In Tune. We're also going to be getting to the first update for Star Wars Celebration Europe happening in April. So we're going to get on to that and maybe some tangents along the way. Who knows what could be in store for this week's episode. First off, how's it going, Milton? I'm good, guys. How you been? Just ready to get into this episode because it's a rough one. <laughs> other than that, though, it's, it's been a good week. Um, yep. I, I mean, look, this has been a really solid good week. Um, WrestleMania, or excuse me, Royal Rumbles tomorrow. Can't wait to watch that. I'm a huge wrestling head, and I can't wait to watch the Eagles play in the NFC Championship on Sunday. Let's go. Actually, I just did a podcast on Wednesday Ooh. night. With my my friend John Baker, who is all about wrestling and sports, and he ah. had like me and six, yeah, me and six other guys did a podcast Wednesday night because we have friends that live out in California, and obviously we have kid people that live in Pennsylvania, so we did like a, a podcast about a Rumble and just other stuff with wrestling. So it was dope, but yeah, I'm, I'm already kind of been in the talking mood this early in this week. <laughs> okay, so, so now now on my second podcast this week with you guys. So Whoa. ready to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How was it? You're like, oh yeah, your friend asked you to do a podcast. Dude, I've been podcasting for two years straight here at this point. It's like that's nothing for me. I'm a veteran at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really nothing new for me at this point. But he actually started his I want to say last year. Um he 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 loves sports like me. He's a big Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, he loves wrestling, like pretty much everything that I like, he likes. Um, and I actually told him, I said, listen, I got to get on the podcast. Uh, and actually, I'll give it a shout out now. It's called Podski with John Baker. And he talks like movies and other stuff. But I said, listen, get me on there to talk Star Wars or other stuff. You know, I like this shit. I'm like, I'll talk about it on your podcast because he likes some of this stuff, too. So but it's usually mainly wrestling or something with football. There you go. We like to, you know, outreach the Outer Rim Transmission folks and other realms of fandoms, both uh, the ones we like and the ones that we don't talk a lot about, or at least I don't talk a lot about. So that's cool. We're extending the reach. Um, so there you go. Go ahead and check out that podcast. Ben, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, I know we got a uh, a little bit of a, a beacon, uh, a, a cry for help, if you will, from your uh, Hoth, basically, environment that you're in. Yeah, over here in Ohio, um, we've gotten like about six to eight inches of snow this week. We've had like, you know, 30, 40 mile an hour winds and it's just been like whiteout conditions, cold weather. And it's just, you know, it's literally like Hoth. Like I said, I sent you guys kind of like the intro of of uh, Empire Strikes Back just because it's so, so snowy here. And the crazy thing is, you know, like this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, it's supposed to get even worse and then get into like, mi like minus temperatures as the high this coming week. So... It's going to be really cold here. So, uh, so yeah, living in a real-life Hoth situation, basically. So that's what I've been up... Well, not really going outside. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, my week's been going pretty good as well. I mean, that's awesome that you're on that podcast, Milton. It's always fun, like, getting out and talking, um, especially about things you like. You know, like you said, like wrestling and football and stuff like that. Um, and then for me, I, uh, you know, it was just kind of like the normal week, fitness, grind, and all that. I've getting some really good momentum on my diet, like had a nice drop on the scale this week, like in total since Sunday, I'm down about five pounds actually. So it, uh, Whoa. it definitely was nice. Cause like, you know, for a while there, like all last week, the scale, it was like stick, 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 stick. And it was just, was just not <laughs> moving. And then like Sunday and Monday, it started to move. And then like Tuesday into Wednesday, it went 
it dropped like two and a half pounds overnight. So I'm like, yes, like we're, nice. we're getting things going again. So do you have, it was a yeah, good week. Yeah. Do you have a way to calculate your body fat percentage easily or do you just have like a, a regular scale? Um, um, no, I mean me, like I'm experienced enough. Like I have a good idea of like my body fat percentage and where I'm at. Like I'm probably still at like, like right now, I would say I'm probably like 22% body fat. And then I, you know, I need to get down to like, I'm, I'm working on getting down to in the upper like one eighties, which is basically like single digit body fat percentage. I'm looking to get to like eight or 9% body fat by, by summer basically. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. Yeah. You got to keep the goal in mind to keep it rolling yeah. forward, you know, a little victory by little victory. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, as far as my week at Star Wars, I have been enjoying my time. I finished uh, painting my Mandalorian Super Commandos. I've since built a bunch of new miniatures I'm going to be getting ready to paint. I have Grogu. I have Mando. I have Boba Fett Daimyo from Book of Boba Fett version. I have uh, IG-88, IG-11. I have a Rebel Pilot. So I have a whole bunch of stuff lined up to go. Um, but that's not what I'm showing this week because I'd even tell you guys about this. I I'd even want to hint at what I had in store for showing off, but I'm pretty excited about this one. And I, is... I, gotta, I gotta show you guys something until we're done. I just remember. Oh, to... okay. Oh, cool. This, and this weighs, no lie, this thing weighs probably at least five, six pounds here. So nice. I oh, wow. got my first ever omnibus edition of a Star Wars comic collection. This is just That's released. Awesome. Yeah, this is just released on um, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but it's volume one, and this is all about the New Republic stories and legends. Um, I'm fully diving into legends. Um, if I could open it up, I can tell you exactly like what stories are in here. Um, but this is basically combining like um, the epilogue to uh, Shadows of the Empire. So it has Guru. I guess it has like uh, what's his name survived or something. Zizar survived. It's got all the X-wing Rogue Squadron stuff in here. Um, so basically like all the X-Wing stuff. Um, so I'm very excited because then, then this leads into the, the, the X-Wing Rogue Squadron books, which I'll probably end up diving into once I finish this. But then volume two of the same collection, they have an omnibus coming out in September, I want to say. And that's going to be collecting all of like the, uh, what is it called? Dark Empire, Thr Thrawn Trilogy, like... So I'm looking forward to getting that one. That one's already priced at 150 bucks, and it's not out oh, yet. The, the demand is so high because it's got like the classic stories that everybody wants to see with Dark Empire and all that. But these are really nice quality. Um, and I can show you the some of the interiors here. But like, holy crap, man! Like this thing weighs so much. This is a coffee table we read. I'm not picking this thing up to just read at work or something. This is staying at home and. That's about it. Yeah, so, you know, some of this is like that old school awesome. kind of artwork here. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to you know, maybe doing like a, an issue a day or something. Because I think that's well over a thousand pages. It's literally like heavier than a school textbook. That's how heavy that that's fucking thing is. Yeah. yeah. I remember like, when, when I was a kid, I know I had like a comic book like, edition like that. Not of Star Wars, but it was yeah. like... Uh, it was like something like the Silver Surfer, like mm -hmm. comics that they yep. all like put in one edition. Yeah, I I wish I would have had that still, but I'm sure I lost it or gave it to somebody when I was a kid. But it was fire. Yeah, it, um, it's just nice to comp to compose everything in one big book, and you get the full story. You know, all right, facts. All right, so my week in Star Wars because I just remembered it because it arrived. 
literally a couple hours ago. So mm. I ordered um, new like gym tank tops and whatnot. Like the one I'm wearing tonight is like a. Oh, a hold zoom. on, Milton. Um, like, your your like camera's zoom, frozen uh, right now. Yeah, one second, Milton. Your camera's frozen, so whatever you're gonna show will not show up because you're frozen in time. Hold on one second. Can you guys still hear me though? I can hear you fine. Yeah, it's we just can. Your hear picture you. just completely paused for some reason. It's not on my end apparently because Ben's seeing it too. Are good? Hold not... on, he's loading back in. Uh, okay. It's Am I good, good now. Yep. It all just... right. Yep. So this week I ordered some new tank tops. All right. And one of them was like a Star Wars related theme. And I'll show it to you right now because it just came in. If you guys can see that. Wait, hold on one see second. That? Hold on one second. Now, Discords. Wow. That's now, awesome. I see yes, it, but unfortunately, the people watching at home aren't seeing it because my Discord's oh. freaking out right now and it's like not showing me or anybody moving. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's, I, let's, can, let's, I can let's, see Milton moving there. Oh, no. Well, you're. Just explain it for the audience listening. We'll say that much. <laughs> cool. So it's just a it's a regular black stringer tank top, but on like the left left to right side of it, there's a stormtrooper with his helmet on, swole, holding holding. He's cut up. He's he's holding a uh, dumbbell. So I thought, <laughs> thought that was really cool. Like, I'll send you guys a picture of it. But, um, it's pretty dope. Like I I loved this particular stringer because I was like, man, I got to get that. Like it's a stormtrooper who's jacked. Okay, we're good now. We're good now. You can show it off again. We're good. <laughs> there we go. We got it for the visual audience. Yeah, yeah. Live show people. We're live show people. So here it is. Ready? That's my week in Star Wars. Ugh. Oh, nice. <laughs> Shredded Stormtrooper, man. <laughs> so I figured I'd switch it up. There you go. Um, but no, I mean, because I, I like to wear like different type of tank tops yeah. or, or whatever at the gym, as you guys have seen. I'm like, you know what? I couldn't pass that up. It's a perfect tank top. It works for me. So, yeah, I'm probably going to wear that sometime next week. Probably for arm day, to show off the arms. Hey, that's <laughs> the way to do it. Just have arm day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, as you see right here, I was just working out with my Old Republic shirt. I have probably, like, a week's worth of Old Republic shirts because every time you go to, like, those free cantinas at conventions, they give you, like, a different design. So I can have just, like, every day each week just wearing an Old Republic shirt just itself, but then... Like this entire drawer right next to me is nothing but Star Wars shirts. <laughs> at so, this point, at this point, I've stopped buying them, but other people keep continuing to buy them for me. So it's like, well, whatever. I'll have to find a place for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's dope. I mean, I, I like them. If they're good, like workout shirts, I'll wear them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're diving into the show proper for everybody watching, such as chris weber uh you can always listen to us after the fact we go on the podcast networks around monday around uh midnight or so but you can also tune in we urge everybody listening after the fact please come in to the youtube on nine o'clock on fridays we would love to have you enter the chat have a great quality interactions as we always do here with our community on outer rim transmission we also have t-shirts available to order 
on teespring.com. Just search Outer Rim Transmission. Getting into this week's releases, as I already just showed off, we have the Star Wars New Republic Marvel Omnibus Edition. You can go ahead and buy if it's not sold out already. I think it's probably sold out at this point, but hey, you can go to cheapgraphicnovels.com. I believe they might have them. Um, other than that, we had our usual issue, single issue releases in Star Wars comics. We had Dr. Aphra issue number 28. We had Yoda issue number three and the Blade issue number two in the Blade is set during the High Republic phase two. So really cool swashbuckling Jedi action in that one. And really, we only have basically one news story this week. And that is we have some Star Wars Celebration guest announcements uh, coming to the London Excel Center. Star Wars Celebration runs from April 7th through April 10th. And we got announcements that run the gamut of all the various media and uh, mediums of Star Wars. We have Anthony Daniels, Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, Dee Bradley Baker, Giancarlo Esposito, Vivian Lyra Blair, aka Princess Leia and Obi-Wan, as well as Indira uh, Varma as well from Obi-Wan Kenobi playing Talia. So yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, we're just a little bit over two months away. So we're probably going to have on this channel, we'll probably have the the weekly celebration update because I think we'll probably start getting either panels or guests announced. Um, I mean, full transparency, I've applied to do a fan panel. I'm not going to say what it could be about because if it does get it, you know, confirmed, I will talk about it more. So I'm kind of waiting with cross fingers to see if that goes through or not because, you know, not everybody's going to get a chance. I'm sure they get a lot of, uh, different people trying to do those sorts of things at the fan convention. But anyway, yeah, so I, I like the fact that we have, you know, characters from animation, from live action TV, from live action movies. So they are running the full gamut as uh, Celebration always just has a nice, a nice vast array of, of uh, different actors. Um, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. Uh, if you one day go to Celebration, what would be some of the main actors you would like to see? Um, or like to interact with at, at a celebration? I mean, I can probably just name just, I'm, okay, just want to talk about current or past. Hey, like, Miller, real you... quick, you're like super loud for some reason. I don't know if there's something really? you could judge. Do you hear that, Ben? Um, on my end, he sounds like he normally does. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on today. This is crazy. People, again, this is a live <laughs> show. I don't know what's going on with her. I could today. change his, his dialogue in, or his volume in the actual discord i think yeah. anyway um, um but anyways if you want to go let, i'll do it this way i answered this question like this i want to look at legend past actors yep i would like to obviously have to interact with peter cushing oh he's, okay. he's a legend he's a legend when it comes to the british acting and stage plays that type of thing and even alec guinness would be kind of dope to talk to um yeah, I think I would want to talk to those gentlemen or just be like, hey, like, what was it like shooting that original film? You guys didn't really have that background of like mainstream theater or excuse me, um, cinema. What was it like mm -hmm. coming into that? Now, I know Alec Guinness was born to Arabia and that type of thing, but he wasn't really into sci-fi. And I know Peter Cushing was all about horror films at one point. Mm -hmm. So it'd be nice to see, like, just talk to him about why do you want to make that transition from horror theater and jump from that to like, you know, science fiction. Um, current actors, obviously, you know, Ewan McGregor, Ian Christensen, Natalie Portman, Liam Neeson, um, Mark Hamill, of course, 
would be a, a great one. And Billy or um, Billy D. Williams. Um, and I, I think John Williams would be on that list. I like to talk to those particular people and just pick their brains about the process of being a Star Wars actor and, you know, their careers and just the stories that they might be able to tell about their, you know, their careers. All right. I would say for me, that's a tough one because there are so many great choices. Like Milton, you already nailed a few of them, like Alec Guinness, Peter Cushing. Like those guys are, especially Alec Guinness, like he would be so awesome to talk to mm-hmm. um, when it comes to like a celebration setting. But uh, for me, I mean, hey, guys, we can just kind of like do a around the room, like for different projects. Like say, you know, we, we were kind of talked about the original trilogy and prequels, and then we can even throw in the sequels and some of the Mandoverse people if you guys want, since we have time. Um, for me, though, yeah, I would agree. Like, I think Alec Guinness would be my main one from, like, the original trilogy, just because, like, you know, all the different stories you heard about him over the years, like, not being the biggest fan of Star Wars and basically, like, pushing fans away from being Star Wars fans or trying to anyways. So uh, it would be it'd be cool getting to, like, hear his experiences on on the film. And then, like, for me, from, like, the prequel trilogy, it's it's such a tough one. Like, you know, of course there's Ewan and Hayden. Um, those guys I think would be great, but I think a really fun one, um, for sure. That's kind of overlooked is, is Tamara Morrison, just because like his face, like has become so iconic. Like he's become so iconic with star Wars, whether it be the clones, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, stormtroopers, like anything related to, the Imperial side of star Wars, like Tamara Morrison is there. And yep. now I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when you see like, like when I saw Aquaman, I'm not even thinking of that as like Jason Momoa's dad. I'm thinking of that as mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Yeah. And Fett. Like I don't even, I, I just see Tamara Morrison and I instantly think, um, Django. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think about it, whatever character he's playing. Like, um, just because it's like, he's so iconic. Like his face is so iconic with star Wars now. Um, so I think Tamara Morrison would be an awesome one to talk to. And he seems like he's a pretty, pretty cool dude. Like just, you know, from all of his interviews and stuff. So I think he's a big one I would talk to. And then I think like from the sequels, gosh, there are like so many good choices, but I think the, for me anyways, like one of the best ones would be Andy Circus, just oh. because it's like, I would love to hear like his view on Snoke. Like, what Snoke could have possibly been. I know, you know, we kind of talked about it last week, Milton. Like, man, Snoke is, like, had so much potential. And then it was, like, washed away. So, it's like, I wonder, well, like, they told Andy Serkis from the start what he was going to actually be, you know, like, or ideally. Um, so, he, he would be one of my ideal ones from the sequels. And then, you know, we'll get back to the, the shows. But how about you, Chris? muted chris yeah, yeah it's, muted. it's hard because for me it's it's like i've been to so many things um with celebrations with just normal comic cons around the area so i've seen basically everybody i want to i literally met mark hamill i literally met carrie fisher okay i would say let's let's meet harrison ford i i just missed him last time because i didn't get a chance to be in the room when he came out introducing Indiana Jones, so I was a little bit perturbed by that. But there's another chance. I have another chance because he's still going to be promoting that. Maybe he'll show up in in London. Um, I don't know if he's going to want to go all the way overseas just for a five minute appearance. But money talks, so who who knows? But um, 
Yeah, for me, it's hard because, like, as you said, I've, I've met, uh, well, I didn't meet, it's a more of uh, For me, I don't really meet the people. I, I know they always have the autographs. They always have the photo ops. That's a big thing. There's a lot of people out there that go to this convention specifically just for that reason. I'm more of the guy that's there for the news, more of the guy that's there for the community and hanging out um, because I don't have that much disposable income to really just, like, warrant paying $150 for each person's autograph, you know, so I can't, can't do that so for me it's like i see these people from a distance and i'm like oh that's really cool i'm i'm in the same room as so and so um so from that perspective i've seen a lot of of the actors including the the sequel trilogy i was at the attack of the clones with with ewan with with hayden in the same room all that kind of stuff um but yeah tomorrow morrison's a great choice because that guy that guy does look like he's a lot of fun to just hang out with. Every time he's like on camera or he's in front of an audience, he's just like hamming behind it up. the scenes Boba stuff. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, I've seen the Emperor. I've, I mean, James Earl Jones. I mean, he he never goes to conventions. That'd be pretty cool to get him out there. I got you know. I don't think a lot of people give him enough credit because most of the time it's David Prowse that goes to the conventions, but. Um, not, I mean, obviously he passed away, but like he would be the more of the Vader representation than, rather than James Earl Jones, even though he is like the face of Star Wars. You see Vader, you know what that is. Sometimes you see Luke and people will be like, yeah, it's just some, some dude with blonde hair, but see Vader, it's like, oh, that's totally Star Wars, you know? So, um, yeah, let's, let's get more representation for, for James Earl Jones at these things, you know? I know he's up there in age, but if they were ever to have celebration as i want it to be in new york city i think he lives near there so uh, maybe it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to get him to come out for one afternoon yeah he would he would be an awesome one to meet like to meet talk his experiences like he's been in other projects too over the years um you know it's like i feel like he would be an awesome person to hear like his movie and tv stories from of course You'd have to ask him about Lion King. I mean, come on now, like you gotta, you gotta ask him about that. Oh yeah. Um, and then you know he's he's just he's just a true like icon, especially his voice. Like his voice is iconic. Like it's right there with like Morgan Freeman and those type of people. You know, with iconic voices. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you there with James Earl Jones. And then you know, so we kind of went over the prequels, the sequels, the original trilogy. Let's get into the, some of the the live action shows. Like, all right, so we have we have Andor, we have Kenobi, we have Mando. Like, out of those three shows, like, what actor or even like behind the scenes people would you guys like to meet out of out of any of those any of those shows? Really, uh, it'd, be I, Dave Filoni, it'd be Dave Filoni and uh, Rosario Dawson for me, easy. Yeah, for me, it would definitely be the creator of Andor. Um, Gosh, why am I blanking on the guy's name? That's the one. Because <laughs> he has such an interesting perfect perspective. I think he has created the best thing in Star Wars since, like, The Force Awakens or Rogue One. Um, it, wait a it, minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let's back up on that statement. What are you trying to say? He did what? <laughs> I think he created what I think is as the best Star Wars since Rogue One. What do you mean? Are you talking about for, like, the Disney era? Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, let's yeah. clarify that. No, no, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, hold on. Yeah. Let's clarify those couple those years. Like, here. <laughs> so if you say, if you're saying it like that, I, I can't disagree or I can't disagree with that. Cause I did like Andor as, as the show went on, I was starting to like it more and more. I would say it's up there and I would say 
Force Awakens again. I don't mind that movie. I keep telling people they don't believe me when I say it. Like I actually do. Don't yeah. mind that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, like I said, Andor, Rogue One, and you know, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, Red Mandalorian's up there too. But but the reason why I said specifically Tony Gilroy because he is the one person that's creatively been known to be like, yeah, I could care less about Star Wars. They were gonna pay me money to make a good a good movie with spy action thriller. I'll I'll spy, I'll, I'll sprinkle in a lot of Star Wars and uh, we'll call it a day. And I was like, I I want to see like his perspective on the galaxy and like how he's folding the storylines together from that perspective of somebody that's not like us who's like living and breathing Star Wars every week, you know. No, I mean it's good. I mean you're right. I think I think he'd be an interesting person to talk to for sure. He he's a really good one, and like you mentioned, Milton, Dave, and Rosario, they would be awesome to talk to. Like especially the thing is with Rosario, you know, she's such like an accomplished actress coming into Star Wars. Like she's up there with the likes of any of the accomplished people in Star Wars. I mean, she's she's Oscar nominated, and you know, there's only a few actors in Star Wars that have ever been like Oscar nominated, like outside of Star Wars. So. <clears throat> So it's really cool just seeing her her involved. And then um for me, I don't know, that's a tough one. Like out of these shows, like, you know, we already talked about Ewan, we talked about, you know, Dave would be awesome just because like you could literally talk to him about like from the beginning of like or heck, even just, you know, what does Star Wars mean to him? Like something just like really interesting that he could get into. Um I think he would be a really cool one to talk to and really go over um like the whole just the whole concepts of the show like and uh yeah and everything like that they have planned like yeah see yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I think, that's what i think would i would find most interesting like out of like talking with any of the people from like the mandoverse mm-hmm. or the live action related shows mm-hmm. would be i would love to just sit down with like john and dave and like hear. Yep. Like, tell me, like, off the record, what's the plan? I want to see, like, the overarching big plan here. Like, yeah. what is wh- point A to point Z? Give me all the spoilers. Just he- I want to hear your process of how you got yeah. to the end game. Like, yeah, how yeah. did you get to, like, how did they get to, uh, of course, Thrawn was in Rebels and Thrawn was thrown in the other side of the galaxy. But how did you get to that being the big bad? Like, how did, like, what made you decide to do that? Is it because of just fans is it because of you know your plan like hey you know people liked him from the books etc like you know i would love to hear like the point a to point z process behind the planning of the mandalorian shows um i think i think they would be a really interesting pair to to talk with and also i would just like to hear um yeah like I, i just feel like they would be such a great great interview um to talk to out of the two and then in terms of like the actors though on the show of course you have pedro would be really cool to talk to because of game of thrones and mm-hmm. obviously now the last of us chris like he yeah would be too. but i think for me other than like rosario i think the um the biggest one for me for sure is katie sackoff because she like she's in so many sci-fi shows, of course, like she's in, she's in the Mandalorian. She has an awesome show that unfortunately got canceled on Netflix. It's a really good sci-fi, like What's it called? just your general, pardon me. What's that one called? That's um, that one's called away. Okay. And basically it's like, it's, it, it had three seasons and it's basically like your general, um, humans want to leave earth and run into aliens out outside on like a random planet type deal, like that sort of thing like alien exploration type sci-fi just kind of show like that. And that, that was a lot of fun with her on there. 
Um, and then just like talking about her experiences, like going from animation to live action, like like how cool is that? Knowing like you know you're the first character making that jump in terms of animated to live action transition. Like I think I think that'd be cool talking with her about that. And then the cool thing about like Katie Sackoff, um, you know us three can appreciate her on the podcast here just because we're all so into fitness. Like she's really into fitness too. Like, you know, she does a lot of workouts and like, you know, knows her stuff. Like, it's funny. Like I saw her doing a live stream before and like people were asking her like fitness related questions and stuff. And she was like talking about macros and calories and the different lifts and all this stuff. Like she knows all that. So it's like, it's cool knowing like, you know, some actors because we see it all the time, like celebrities, like just spouting out BS about fitness. And it's like, Oh, that's cool. Like, an huh. actor in Star Wars actually knows her stuff. Yeah, we have Chris Weber in the chat saying Bill Burr from Mando would be dope. Yeah, I mean, that guy oh, comes yeah. from a co- comedy background. And he's also kind of been like nonchalant about his like love of Star Wars for the most part or lack thereof. Like, it's just like, yeah, he, the more he's, it looks like the more he's involved with Star Wars, the more he likes it. But I think at first he was, I don't want to take words out of his mouth, but I don't think he was like, I think he was approaching it from like a Tony Gilroy perspective for the most part. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, so there you go. There's just a few of our, our, uh, once of meeting celebrities in the star Wars celebrities or the, the, the top executives. I, I think that's a great idea, Ben, about meeting a John Favreau and Dave Filoni, just simply because what they're doing in now is the hottest thing in Star Wars, uh, without a doubt. Like, Mando is the hottest thing in Star Wars since The Force Awakens, without a doubt. And it's paving new territory for Star Wars. It's the MCU of Star Wars, but on the small screen. So they are doing something that hasn't been done before, and that is really interesting. Again, okay, how do you navigate with this character do you have this character storyline plotted out or along the way did something happen where you're like oh i can do more with this character so let's chart their journey this way oh i have this character from an animated series i can bring him in like i would love to be like in the writer's room just hearing about the synthesis of these ideas as they come like organically through the process of tying everything together yeah oh 100 and then of course like sitting down and talking with john and dave you know, we would have to tell Dave, okay, listen, you know, we need to put in a programming programming request here. Huh. Basically, you need, you need to, like, strong arm everybody there into you just doing endless little six-episode things like Tales of the Jedi when, you're, when you have huh. your free time. Like, you just need to just keep pumping that type of stuff out because, like, that's great content. And like I said, when we talked about Tales of the Jedi before, you know, it's like an hour-long total or whatever, hour and ten minutes long, whatever. And so Dave probably could get that done, at least the general overarching concepts and stuff, probably in a few plane flights across the country, back and forth here and there, say 10 hour, you know, a couple days worth of flights here and there like that. I'm sure he's flying on planes quite a bit, um, being being a high up person there at Lucasfilm. Like, so like I would definitely put in like a programming request and be like, hey, you need to like really keep this Tales of the Jedi thing going because like people really appreciated it. Heck yeah. Let's let's get him on more planes, right? That's just that's the key. That's when he's bored. You got to put him in situations where he's traveling long distances and we'll never uh, run out of those uh, six episode short list there. (laughs) Fly him to Australia. (laughs) There you go. Celebration Australia. There you go. Um, 
I don't know if I'd be able to make that one. But hey, just send him there so he can make more stories for us. Uh, speaking of stories, we're going to be talking about a story that we got this week. We're going into our Bad Batch review and discussion. As always, we go full spoilers, heavy spoilers on this episode, which is Season 2, Episode 5, titled Entombed. On this episode, we have the entire Bad Batch, except Crosshair, of course, is still not with this group, at least at this moment. They take another mission. This time, they're working alongside the new pirate of the group. That is, I think her name's Fee. Is it Fee? Yeah. Yep. Fee. Fee. Yes. Uh, played by Wanda Sykes, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. Played by Wanda Sykes. This pirate had. They find a compass in this junkyard. Turns out that uh, Fee says, "Okay, this is somewhere that's important." And they go there, and it's these ancients that reside this place pre Jedi, pre Jedi. So we're going back millennium, several millennium. And they wake up this beast, and it's because of the greed of releasing this really nice, fancy-looking Heart of the Mountain item that they soon unleash hell on this planet, and it's up to Fee to make the choice to put that back in place, leaving that valuable treasure behind in order to just basically save their skins. And that is our story in a nutshell. So I'm going to throw this one over to Ben first. What was your initial reaction to Entombed? Well, for starters, after seeing the chatter on social media on Wednesday and your message to start the day Wednesday morning, um, ah, don't put I this on me. Didn't... Don't put this on me. <laughs> well, no, no, no. My, my I, I wasn't my my review wasn't influenced on you. My my time of when I watched it was influenced for sure. Um, but I actually just watched that episode this morning, um, just because I was like, man, I'm hearing all this like wishy washy chatter. I just I'm not even motivated to like watch this. So I just turned it on when I was eating breakfast this morning. I was like, well, today's the day I, we have the podcast tonight. So I have to watch it today. <laughs> um, so I watched it and it was like, yep, I see why people are talking the way they are. Um, again, like we, we talked last week, the visuals are really good, really good visuals. Like the lighting was good. Um, because, you know, sometimes when shows go into like mountain areas or whatever, sometimes the lighting can be too dark or too, like bright in some areas and it just felt like they they hit a good balance on the lighting and sound design all of that sort of stuff always on point as always with star wars animation animated projects um but that's about where the the bus stops and you know for the rest of it it was just like another like what are we doing here episode like like milton message in our chat like we'll, we'll get into his or he'll get into his reaction later but like it was or after mine, it was like a struggle getting through this episode. Like I was 10 minutes in and I was like, man, like, what are we doing? Like this just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel it to me. And it's just crazy because like, it's like, are we going down a path where it's like every week, it's just going to be like new random mission of the week. And now we're not even getting hints of like, cody or really crosshair you know we're not even getting hints of like any of the interesting parts of the show and it's just like what is going on and like you know every now two weeks in a row it just left me scratching my head like what are we doing yeah yeah so all valid points all valid points i'll go now um yeah you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with a lot of the things i'm gonna make points of right now and it's it, it, for me the the word would be uh Phil would be disappointed, frustrated, yeah, you know, because last week, and I'm looking back in hindsight, last week, 
there were some redeeming qualities about the episodes that I that I, I feel that we didn't hit after listening to other podcasts since I've done recording last week. Um, the two major things being, okay, tech, yes, we got to learn a lot more about tech. And I think in that first yeah. season, he was kind of left on the wayside. We got mostly the development on Omega side and Hunter, and, and I feel like the rest of the clones were kind of left on the wayside, especially um, Echo. I feel like Echo in some of his episodes, he had like one single word, and then he's just in the background just there. And it's just like, okay, like what's the point of even having him in this episode? He's just a background character. So I got to give credit where credit is due for last week. Okay, yes, that, that episode did play a factor. Um, on making us, you know, see more of Echo, see more of his person, or uh, see more of Tech, see more of his personality in that way. Um, also, just like the premiere, um, that last that last part of the episode, I think we might have touched on a little bit. It's like, hey, there's the warning giving to the, to the clones, which alludes to something greater along the way. It's very easy to see that they're gonna get double crossed by Sid at one point, and they're gonna forsake her forever. So there's at least a little bit of a tease there. And where I'm going with this is is this episode literally has none of that. Like this episode doesn't have any development on any of our current characters that we're trying to care more about. And there's no lead in to anything else in the future that would keep us engaged to why we need to watch this episode in the first place. Um, you know, it, it just seems like it's a little. And, and yes, it is about a character named Fee that we get to learn a little bit more about. It's rather shallow, even if you look at it that way. It's like, yeah, we learned that she likes to tell stories and sometimes elaborates more than she really needs to on these things, just to sound cool and embellish them. But other than that, there really there really isn't a lot of things here. Um, I don't want to go on too long without Millie giving his thoughts here. But um, good thing, some of the best music I've heard in a long time with Star Wars in general. I, I don't know, the, the music really, I guess it's because I'm, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan and that really resonated with this episode. This episode borrowed some things from Jedi Fallen Order, which I was a fan of. They didn't straight up say it was from Zepho, but the Zepho civilization definitely looked like it was uh, represented by the iconography of whatever that beast thing was. And finally... Um, there's a, there's a reference to like Horizon Zero Dawn from the PlayStation with that big tall neck thing. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Milton, but right now, not, not impressed. <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm going to keep mine real short because there's nothing good about this episode. Nothing. Like I, I, I can't repeat what I said in our group chat. Cause Chris, you don't want me swearing hardcore like that. <laughs> um, but literally like I, I barely paid attention to this episode and I watched the whole thing like with literally Within the first five minutes, I was on my phone. I was like, I was like, what is this? I'm looking at my phone. I'm watching it, not really paying attention because I'm like, this is during the junkyard. Uh, and then they go back to Sid's place. I'm like, what? We're here again? <laughs> and they talk about the treasure. And then he's like, because I, I think Tekker might have been, um, Echo says something about like, you know, we, we tried this treasure thing before. It, it didn't, didn't work out. Yeah. And literally at the end, he says, we're 0 for 2. I'm thinking, yeah. And, and I texted my brother because he's asking if I was on the podcast tonight. I said, yeah. And I was like, this episode was trash, just like last week's. And I'm like, it was unnecessary. It's just like last week. I like, like these episodes are unnecessary. Like, there's been not been one good episode except for episode three. What was it three? So three. That's it. I mean, this show is bad right now. I have there's nothing I can say that's good. I mean, except for. Ben, you said the visuals look good, music, sound, yeah. all that, all that mm -hmm. tangible stuff looks great. That's easy. Non-story stuff is fine. Exactly. This show is, oof, I can't even say what I want to say right now because I just want to just drop F-bombs, 
every other word now because it's not good. It's it's trash. Like this this has been trash, Chris. Like I, I don't. I've, and and then I got your message in a group chat before we started the show about what Harloff was saying. Fourteen or sixteen about these episodes, like pretty much being what they have been. If that's the show, I'm also not even review these with y'all because I want to say they're trash every week. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, there's no pushing of the I narrative. Think, like, yeah. you haven't seen Crosshair for two straight episodes. I know. I know for a fact. Um, I know for a fact. Like I said, Harloff said he's seen fourteen to sixteen. So obviously they're they're leaving oh. two out because um, of spoilers and like pro- it's probably the final two. And then he said yeah. out of the out of the fourteen, okay. there's probably there's probably three to five that are like good enough. You know, that's like, it. Good. Yeah, that's what? bad. Out of yeah. 16? Yeah. you, like, literally, when you sent that today, I was like, please, God, it cannot be. So, and here's the thing, though, too. Like, I, I just feel like this show has fully lost its direction. Unless they're, unless they're trying to play us on purpose just to, like, build up second half. Because, what, episodes, five episodes in and they're 16? We are a fourth into the season. Yeah. And I have no idea what's going on with this particular season at all. It is trash. I'm here's. I'm, this episode's bad. Like, I don't, it's it's bad. It, it's probably worse than last week's. Oh yeah. Here here's my thing with the show too, guys. Like, all right. So obviously the bad batch you have, you have the guys, but one of the main characters of the show, on paper anyway, sh- in my opinion, should be Omega. Like, you know, that's how we started mm-hmm. the first season. It seemed like she's kind of like the Grogu, like the important important character for the show. And they like, to me, like she's she she was my favorite character last year and now it's like they're taking her character and like regressing it yeah. from you know having more skills and stuff to they're regressing her like to me is like are we at a point like is she is she like 16 or 17 or is she like 11 here because my thing is it's like she should be progressing into like more more at least upper teenager like 16 17 like more mature ish type mannerisms and then now they're like they you you know they've like regressed her to where she literally in this episode was like oh that sounds like fun and this and that and it's like wait are we having a kid omega here or an actual like teenager omega oh she they 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 regressed her to a child because literally i remember exactly (laughs) he's like that fee lady says something about kingdom of elways or something and yeah she's like the kingdoms of elways and i'm thinking why are you like making her repeat that i'm like that's stupid you almost 15 year old wouldn't talk like that exactly it's like like you're out here fighting you know big wampus beast with a bow and arrow laser yeah. thing and now you like, like it's just the it's inconsistent this this show is garbage right now like i uh, unless the next 11 episodes are fire right now this show is trash and I yeah. cannot believe I'm saying that because I like some yeah, the, of the episodes from last season. Yeah, I like a lot of these work. Yep. This shit is garbage. Yeah. Oh I... my god, dude. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't defend this. And if anyone out there on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube's defending this, y'all give me your eyes check. This is bad. I don't even care. I don't care who's coming at me. Come at me, bro. At me. <laughs> and I'll at you back and say you're on your bullshit. This is bad. <laughs> Let's get into it, Ben. Let's get into it. So, first off, I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta say, 
hey, they got new outfits. That was one of the positives. One of the positives. And believe me, that goes a long way, right? Not just for Hasbro making new action figures. I know that. But it's it adds more of, okay, these guys have like their clothes what they're hanging out in. They're not in battle armor. It's like, okay, cool. They got they got that in there. Um, so that was one of the things. Um, let's that, see. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, though, because like if that's the one thing you take away from it, <laughs> To say like their outfits are nice, like that's terrible for the show. I don't, I shouldn't care about what they look like. I want to see how them pro- them progress in the story and telling the true narrative. Like this is supposed to be the, the the clone rebellion and the empire showing its cracks with the clones and all that stuff like that. I haven't got none of that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm probably interrupt. Yeah, and, and and that's the only. I hate to say it, that's the only good thing I have left on my list out of like ten negative things. So. My, my, my point exactly. Like, <laughs> I, this, yeah. Besides the, the music, the one- besides the animation, besides the cool clothing options, um, there's not much else that I like to say. I mean, I, I'll get into this can of worms here. So, I don't like how Star Wars has become so derivative, um, and I feel like they've been doing this many, many times. Like, how many episodes are we going to get that are? akin to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Crusade. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just combined two of the titles. Um, how many times are we going to get references to like the pod racing in Phantom Menace? Like, that's what I mean. Like Right now, just not only are these episodes kind of meandering a little bit, but their, their episode premises are based on things we've already seen and things that have already honored in other Star Wars works. Like, I'm pretty sure they've done that in Clone Wars, like a, an homage to the engine. I'm pretty sure they've done that in, like, even the live-action shows as well. So it's like, how many times are we going to just get the same motifs, like, brought back over and over and over and over again? Because it's just like, oh, this is them maybe being cute and being like, hey, we can make a really cool Indiana Jones episode. But it's like... Yeah, that's awesome, and you could do that. But like, what about the actually story that we want to? That's being told in the in the beginning of this thing. Like, it's that perspective. I hope they're not getting lost on just doing these episodic things just to satisfy their, the the creator's own wants of oh, I just want to see the story like look like yeah. this this other story that I really like. Well, yeah, I, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and, and I think I think that that that's that's them being lazy. And, and I don't want to say that, but it, it seems like it's lazy. And they, they really don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I just feel like they don't know what story to tell right now. That's what I feel like, because literally, we should not have to go from episode three, two straight episodes without pushing any story at all. I don't care. Like the, the racing thing wasn't necessary, but it was whatever it was. This is truly unnecessary. This pushes no strength of any character. Doesn't push any weaknesses in any. Don't show that. No story. Omega. Pretty much, the, the narrative isn't being pushed as I mentioned. I don't care about no. I don't care about a, a, an ancient transformer. That's what it was. It was an ancient transformer that got woken up and destroyed a desert or yep. a, a messed up planet. Or I would, or I say it's a Megazord. I don't care about a Megazord and the transformer in Star Wars. Get mm-hmm. out of there. This that, that was unnecessary. You know what else that thing looked like? It took from another motif. Because that heart crystal thing looked like one of those elements from the Fifth Element movie. Oh, Look at yeah. it again. It looked just like the water element. I was thinking, oh. wow, we got this in here. This is stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, as, you can tell, my- as you can tell, this episode's bad. He- here's my thing with the entire episode. It's like, if you're going to do this, instead of, instead of um, making it be on this... 
even if you have this planet, at least make an Imperial base there so we interact with stormtroopers or something. Like, you mm. know, give us something to hang on to. Or even better, this is me just, like, completely changing the show now. But just... Wanda Sykes is a great, great actress, all this stuff. Why not just make her character be Hondo? Mm. Why? Like, that? it just would... I think it would at least... It, or if you t- if you bring in Hondo, at least it takes off some of the edge. Like I feel like you know we want to. Of course, we would be harsh on this episode because of the story and everything. But at least having a character like Hondo in this would have made it more redeemable, in my opinion. Just because it's like we have a relationship with that character. He's funny, etc. Like you know, versus just making new characters. Like yeah. And Hondo's a perfect character that could have been right in Sid's realm. Perfect character. And potentially to like double cross the crew again or, you know, whatever. Just pull that sort of thing. But like, like there's just so many creative choices. And then, as you mentioned, Chris, like taking a lot of the motifs, like you can do that sort of thing. But my thing, I think a lot of the creatives at Star Wars overlook now is like you have like JJ and Ryan and JJ again in this in the in the um sequel trilogy and then even some of the other stuff with the other movies with even with um Rogue One or Solo is like a lot of the projects in Star Wars take inspiration from Star Wars which is fine to an extent like for me like a lot of these creatives overlook the fact though that George Lucas, when he was developing Star Wars and even the prequel trilogy, yeah. he wasn't taking inspiration from Star Wars. He was taking inspiration from like Kurosawa and like World War II. And he was taking inspiration from other non-Star Wars things. And like now Star Wars is just drawing its inspiration only from Star Wars on a lot of projects. Like that's why like Mando was so nice because it literally feels like a space western show. Like it doesn't feel like like, it feels like a Star Wars show, obviously, because of Star Wars things in it. Yeah. But it, when you watch Mando, you 100% get Western vibes. Yeah. And then, like, you have episodes like this of Bad Batch. Like, of course, comparing Bad Batch to Mando is not a fair comparison. And, like, I, I can admit that. But but when you have episodes like this of Bad Batch where it's like, they're just, like, doing the same rinse and repeat of Indiana Jones again. It's like, dude, at this point in Star Wars... If you're going to go full Indiana Jones, like, of course, you, Chris, like knowing the all the comics and books yeah. so well, why, why not just make a two hour Dr. Afro movie if you're going to do all this stuff? Like, just 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 throw out all the Indiana Jones ideas and throw it right into a Dr. Afro movie and be done with it. Like that, this character should have been Dr. Afro. Why did they why did they have to get oh, that's the point. This yeah, character I mean, could have been Dr. Afro. That I would have been like, during this yeah, time. this makes sense. But like going back um, two points, Ben, first off, um. Even more so, and I'll bring it up again until I'm blue in the face. Like it, that's why I like Andor so much because Andor did not play along with any of the tropes that Star Wars has borrowed in the past. It didn't borrow from Kurosawa. It didn't borrow from Indiana Jones. It was its own thing, playing off of own, its own contemporary things like House of Cards or any of those other like dramas that are more contemporary. It was borrowing more from them than the stuff that George Lucas was looking at, and that's why I found it so refreshing. And that's what Star Wars needs to do now is we need to like something in star wars and i guess mando could be doing this like yeah they need to be looking at what's being made now 30 years from now and borrowing from hey let's borrow this from andor or let's borrow this from mando season three 
like these elements that are unique to those projects then that aren't actually borrowing from anything else. Like Star Wars needs to start sending the foundations for the next 30 years. And that means being unique and, and creatively going outside of the box. And, and sometimes I feel like they are a little bit too stuck in their kind of normal well that they borrow from. And they're not well, look, doing enough to push things forward like they used to. Well, look at Mando, for example. Um, you know, that show's such a big hit. We always, you know, we always bring it up. Everybody always brings it up. Oh, it's such a big hit because of Grogu. Grogu's so cute. Grogu's Grogu's the best. And of course he is. Like I mentioned many times on this podcast, he is right there. It's Vader 1A and Grogu's 1B for Star Wars icons. Like, there's no one else even close to those two characters. And the thing is, sure, Grogu is Baby Yoda, but here's the thing. In Star Wars, up to that point, we never had anything like that. Like, we never had a cute creature that was literally the main character of the saga at all. It was Luke, it was Anakin and Obi-Wan, it was ray and kylo and finn and poe it was you know droids it was never like a cute little creature like that and you know that was dave and john thinking outside of the box like you know taking a chance there and it actually working and i think that's why you know grogu went over so well of course he's so cute but it's just a different outside of the box thinking versus just giving mando like a droid partner to work with you know so like i think that's something they need to keep in mind like sure grogu you know is baby yoda but it was such a unique idea like they need to take that creativeness and apply it to other shows like bad batch where it's like hey let's think outside the box here still keep it a star wars feel to a degree but think outside the box on some of these things and it just feels like they're they're playing it way way too safe like like to me like everyone on this Everyone, like all of our listeners, listeners know, like I'm not the biggest fan of Andor. Like I, I definitely don't think it's the best Star Wars thing um, under Disney whatsoever. But the thing is, I think they should find like a happy medium between like Andor and um, like being so basically being like a major like safe play, and then Andor. Like you have your two spectrums. I feel like if they find some happy medium between there, they would be set. And it's just like. They can't though. It just it just it doesn't feel like they will. Like it just it just feels like with this show right now, it's just like it's just like the same stuff over and over and over and over. And it's like, what are we doing here, guys? Like we and the thing is, you know, all three of us here, we want to give this show like a fair shot because we're Star Wars fans. We wanna have hope and have optimism, but it's it's really difficult right now. Yeah, I mean the thing is we know the show has promised. I said that last week. There's been like Milton said, there's been certain episodes from season one. We got the premiere, which was solid. I, I think I gave the premiere a seven or an eight. That's solid in my book. That's that's good. And then episode three was amazing. We all agreed that was a nine out of ten. That was one of the best Star Wars animated episodes we had ever seen. Each one of us said that. Bad Batch. Yeah, not even just Bad Batch. Clone Wars, everything around that's yeah. animated. And yeah. that's awesome to be able to say those sorts of things. So by all means, we want this show to be good. But... I don't know if it's like I'm having a hard time. Should I have to recalibrate my expectations um, when the expectations were set so high to what they could be? And it's not like we're going into this like, oh, we expect this to be for three-year-olds, so we're going to keep our expectations down. No, they had an episode right. where there was a hostage situation. Somebody was, you know, 
basically gunned down and everything else that it's like oh wait so i think that's where we're having difficulties there's this tonal shift where you can get these episodes that are uber violent and uber mature and then the episodes where it's just like hey we're just gonna go around la 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 get the treasure and 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 then lose the treasure and that's happened two times now basically uh so that's that's a hard part but going back um way back to like 10 15 minutes ago uh we were talking about, okay, like, should this character be Honda? Should it be Fee? I don't think it should have been any of them. I think they still have so much work to do with the Bad Batch themselves. As I said, last season, you barely got a word out of Echo. This season, at least we got some out of tech. This could have been, you know, Echo's episode or something. And and what bothers me is when you're watching this episode, there's moments of silence where they're just, like, kind of walking through the hallways Right. that's opportune time where you could have dialogue going that's going to get into the minds of these characters and see what they're going through, what they're feeling. I mean, they've been on the run from the Empire. What are they actually going through in their head? Well, like, there's just so many things. Like, what are their motivations right now? They could flesh that out and still have a really fun episode that's more of a one-off, but they, we can get some more information and tidbits at least to, to make this feel like it's a little deeper. See, that's I, I agree with that. Go ahead, Ben. I'll throw out there real quick um, before you, Milton, like just to throw out there for you guys, like that's a good point Chris brings up right there because it's like my thing is on those silent moments, the perfect if you're going to keep downgrading Omega, heck, guys, by the time we downgrade Omega, she's going to be in a diaper before this series is over. Um, But like my thing is, if you're going to keep downplaying Omega so much, use her in those moments. If she's going to be the quote unquote kid of the series, use her to open up dialogue for the guy for the 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 main guys use her in a way where as like a channel to them talking about their experiences like you could have omega say oh i'm i'm scared like have you guys ever gone on a mission like this before and have like one of them like talking about a mission and then you know they get cut off by some action sequence or whatever like you know at least like introduce like little breadcrumbs into the story where it's like at least they're talking about the clone wars era you know just something versus just walking around in silence like what are we doing here but um milton yeah i'm just going to just piggyback off uh chris's point about expectations look i I think it's just like the i look at twofold this way this reminds me of the the sequel movies of you know what was set up in the force awakens how jj set up certain characters and certain storylines and whatever and then obviously The Last Jedi came out, didn't really fulfill what we liked in the sense of those storylines and pushing things forward like we wanted it to. And I remember thinking about like people being mad about, you know, Finn not being like a Jedi and just making Finn just chase girls the whole time and you know, all this other stuff. Yeah, right? And I remember people like my a lot of my friends, my see my one buddy Chris always gets on my shit about this because he's like, Well, Milton, you know, you gotta that I look temper your expectations. I'm like, no, that's not me. AJ and Disney set up our expectations for like the end of The Force Awakens. They set it up for how we thought it was going to happen in The Last Jedi. You know, and it's like with this show, Dave Filoni set us up with certain episodes and certain themes and a certain tone of the show where we're thinking, okay, this should be the majority of the show. I don't need this kitty stuff. I don't care about Omega wanting to look for treasure because all she cares about, literally all the season, is treasure. That's yeah. all she cares about is treasure and and getting caught up in stupid stuff and trying to be extra. 
That's all she's done. There, there's, there's no like, hey, we need to look for crosshair. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need to figure out a better lifestyle. Hey, we, we should figure out some, figure out to how to be more stable as a unit and as a family. She's all about treasure and just getting caught up in doing adventure stuff. That's all she cares, which is stupid. Yeah, bro. especially she's not a normal teenager. Now she's a normal teenager. Okay, normal teenagers think a certain way. She is a genetically engineered clone teenager who's been around war, who's been around massacre, who's had to grow up fast, who's been on the run. So her psyche is not like a normal child. Her development has rapidly matured because she sees some a lot of mature stuff. Why are you still writing her as a weirdo 15-year-old kid or whatever how old she is? That makes logically no sense. She should be kind of hardened, mm-hmm. more jaded about the world. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I well, mean, here's another thing. To, here's another thing, another thing too, Milton. Like about the the expectations thing. Like that that's a thing that really just like grinds my gears with with the talk around the Star Wars community. In my opinion, um, like like my best friend talks to me about it, and he's like, "Oh, don't get your expectations up. You shouldn't. You should have expectations." But my thing is. So you're telling us, as fans, fans, um, you know, fans of a franchise, we're not supposed to be excited for it. So we should just go in with just the lowest possible like excitement. And go, eh, I hope it doesn't suck. Like, no, we want to, we we want to be excited. It's just BS. Right, right, like right. me, the whole expectation thing is such a load of BS just because it's, 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 it's like a cop out response. It, it's, it's because, because the moment you question, yeah, the moment you question, you know, a creator's, you know, whatever they come out there, their final, you know, yeah. project, you don't like it. You're not allowed to like criticize it or whatever it is, which is BS. Because again, really last, the, the force awakens. I, I went back and watched the re- we watched the last Jedi okay. today. Actually, you, don't, you guys are surprised to hear this. What after this? Oh, breaking news this, on the podcast. After this episode, <laughs> Holy crap. after this episode, <gasps> I was so mad because I was like, "Man, this is such a stupid episode." And I was like, "Let me." I put on the last Jedi. I'm like, "Let me see how bad this is." I was trying to compare both of them. Last Jedi is still bad. <laughs> um, like, but like, I, I thought I'm thinking like, "Oh my god!" I know I'm not not nuts because. They set up so much in The Force Awakens with us, and none of it's fulfilled in The Last Jedi. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is like this current show that we're watching. Like, they set up our expectations, mm-hmm. and nothing's being fulfilled. But yeah, I yep. did watch The Last Jedi. I did a lot of fast forwarding, by the way. <laughs> through, through Canto Bite, through, through, through the Leia stuff, through the Ray stuff. I just fast forward through all that yeah, shit. I mean, well, the thing is with that, it's just like, I just don't like. That creators and then of course like you have a lot of fans um who like you know people can really enjoy people can love stuff all they want like that's awesome whatever but my thing is don't get mad at other people who don't like it and then use the expectation thing as an excuse to tear down someone's criticism of the project like to me you should be excited you're a fan of the thing you shouldn't go into something like like you milton you know, you've talked before about how your, your dad's watched some Star Wars stuff with you. So, like, the thing is, w- how would you tell him, be like, oh, hey, we're going to, l- not even Star Wars related. Let's go to this movie. Well, dad, we have a baseline. This movie's probably going to suck. Let's hope it's going to be good. Like, are we going to, are you going to really pitch watching that movie to your dad by th- saying, keep your expectations at basement level? Like, come no, on. No, because I know him. I know him. He's not going to want to go see it. 
Yeah, and I, exactly. And I, and, I, and I know how like certain movies he does and doesn't like, but even if it's something he was interested in, if I said, hey, dad, I heard this movie's kind of trash, you know, let's, let's be like, ugh, he's like, well, I probably don't want to go now. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm over this episode. But go ahead. I, I, I have more to say about the episode. No, 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 Chris, Chris, I got you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying this episode really disappointing. This whole show, this season, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: this season has been very disappointing. Yeah. So, so the first episode, we get Hunter talking to Echo. Echo's like, "Hey, we got to do something. Like, can't keep running forever." And Hunter's just like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep our heads down and just." We're going to just live. Whatever. Whatever happened to that? Because, like, <laughs> this episode... Okay, no, so I, first off, I was surprised because the last episode, they're like, oh, we're going to go get... He's, they're, you know, Sid's like, oh, they're Echo and, and Hunter. They're off getting Nerf nugget, Nuggets or something like that. I was like, oh, maybe this week we'll, like, get that analogous part of the story, that piece of the story. We're going to go follow them. But I was like, okay, cool. That's cool, too. Like, we just... Just know they went off on an adventure. We're not going to see it. Whatever. So they're all together, and, and Hunter is just like... He seems like he's also taken a step back. Like, he's not as strong of a leader anymore. Like, he's just kind of silent protagonist, or not even protagonist, but just just there along the way. Just, you know, Omega's there. But there's, like, that bond just doesn't seem like it was season one. So that was a little bit little bit odd for me. No, I agree. I, I really, everything you said, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Like, it's just not. It's, it's bad. Like, like, they really need a dose of the Empire busting them in this next episode badly. Like, they need the Empire to come busting into Sid's place or something, like, to get this thing going. And the thing is, I think on the schedule wasn't, um, I don't I don't have the schedule handy, but I think the eighth episode or the seventh episode, it, they were going to air two episodes, like, back-to-back yes. back for, like, the mid-season thing, I'm pretty sure. That, so so yeah. at least we know something is going to happen. But that means we got to get through next week still. So basically, the thing is, like, the thing is that kills me, I think, with this season so far, is like, you know, the first two episodes were were what they were. They were all right. And then we got the third one, which was amazing. My thing is, last season, it was like, the first two episodes were amazing. Or the first two, th- two into three episodes were really good. And then you had two kind of fillery. And then you had two or three mid-season then you had a couple fillery, then you had a couple ending ones. So, like, they had, like, you know, eight or nine, probably eight episodes. Half the season, arguably, was 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 good. was good enough. So far right now, like, you know, in sports terms, we're, like, one in four right now. We have one good to four not good. And it's, like, what is... I just hope it picks up. Like, we have, like, like I said, we have a couple weeks. Like, this coming week probably isn't is going to be filler-esque. But then the following week, so two weeks from now, it should be pretty good since we have two episodes back to back. In in my estimation, that is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and another thing that bothered me is the last. Well, I have two more points to make, and then that's pretty much all I have to say. But um, what bothered me was the pacing of the episode. They treated this episode almost like a video game where it was like, okay, we got to get into this place to solve the puzzle. It's like, okay, there's these things we're spinning around. Like, it literally felt like Tomb Raider. It's like, that's cool and all, but it was like, it was going on a little too long. It's a 22-minute episode. They're spending 10 minutes just figuring out a single puzzle. Like, all right, where's this go? Where's this going? And that just seemed monotonous to me and just seemed... I, again, I feel like I'm nitpicking picking this thing to hell, but it's it's just things I want to say. Um, because I want to at least 
you know, say why all this stuff added up to the point where it was a disappointment. Um, so that that bothered me. But just, you know, I, I don't want to get too much more into this. If, 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 you know, next week's episode's the same like this, then I'll go on on a, a more of a longer rant. But I, I don't yeah. feel like I ranted that much this episode anyway. But <laughs> the, as far as this is concerned, I'm just like, I keep thinking in the back of my head. I keep thinking in the back of my head. Is this why Lucasfilm was kind of kicking this as a can down the road? You know, it's like, okay, it's fall. Okay, we're going to kick this down the road until spring. Eh, let's and put it down the road. Mando. They're just kind of pushing it to the point where it's going to be, is it a conspiracy theory that I think that maybe they're putting it out at a time where it's going to be completely overshadowed by Mando purposely? I mean, why would you send your creation off to die? Essentially is what it's going to be because you know it's not going to get that much attention unless there's synergy there unless there is a synergy there where we're you know they're gonna have mountain tannis in there and on mando or something like maybe that's the only reason why but yeah it just leads me into negative thoughts to that degree i guess yeah i mean i i have a feeling this this is probably gonna be the last season of this show um i would say but uh you know especially with them pushing it into the Mando season. Like if this would have been during the fall standalone by itself, it would have gotten gotten really dicey. Um I just yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's gonna it'll probably just be like stamped out basically by Mando. And you probably won't see a lot of people really talking about this show now, other than like the hard hardcore Star Wars fans like us, of course, like you know, we're we're reviewing it, we're podcasters, etc. But like you won't see nearly as many just casual people like tweeting about the show or anything, in my opinion, which is unfortunate because Star Wars should be making good shows where people are talking about it all the time. And it's like, to me, it's almost like they mailed it in. Like they just basically sat on their laurels and were like, hey, it's slap Star Wars on the show and then put a show together and go with it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have a lot more to say about this episode like like we picked it apart and my thing with it too is don't get me wrong like we've really shredded this episode to pieces but you know if people enjoy it then that's awesome like you know more power to you like i personally didn't but you know it's great when people do find yeah something like really like about it because because see that's something i think that's that's always overlooked on like online film and tv talk is like you know you hop on twitter um, you know, I mentioned mentioned it earlier. Like, you always have the people that are like attacking others. Like, oh my gosh, you like this show? Well, you shouldn't like it because of this, this, and that. Or, oh my gosh, you didn't like this show? You should like it because of this, this, or that. Or it's like to me, why not just let people have their opinion, you know, and let them have their opinion versus making an excuse for them having an opinion. Like, it is an opinion. It's a creative piece. So, like, you know, some people may really like this episode, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's just not for me. I know for a fact there's a lot of people out there that love the episode, and I want to be very clear about that. Like, you like what you like. Yeah. You don't have to oh, listen 100%. to critics. You don't have to listen to us. Um, don't feel like, oh, I feel weird because I'm liking this episode and everybody else isn't. I mean, uh, we can all say we've watched episodes of whatever it is or movies that we we think are amazing. Everybody else one, dogs too. on us about them. So, uh, you know, that's what it is. It's just uh, what you think of it. First reaction, second reaction, whatever. Uh, you know, this show, yeah, it's not the most deep Star Wars show, but not everybody really wants that. I mean, after Andor, this is a nice palate cleanser for some people who couldn't get into that maybe because it is too dour. It is too dark. It is just too 
more mature for Star Wars that they're used to, whereas this, they can turn it on um, and kind of just, you know, I don't want to say turn my brain off because I feel like that's a negative thing, but just kind of relax a little bit more, not knowing, like, oh my gosh, this is the end of the galaxy here. These are just little fun sa Sunday. I could feel like a kid again watching these like Saturday morning cartoons. And I think that's more or less what this shows more about than we realized. Oh yeah. Well, here's a big one. Like, you know, non-Star Wars related. I'm in the minority on one of the biggest movies ever that people just adore and think it's like the best thing ever and what blah 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 but i don't really like avengers endgame i really don't i just think it's it's whatever i don't i'm not a huge fan of it i think the time travel stuff in it is just bs because it's like all right so you know you're gonna basically kill off tony stark but you can't just go to a different time period and swipe up a new tony stark you know to bring back just because robert downey jr's leaving the franchise like you know, I don't know. I, I just don't like the movie for that reason, because I think when you introduce time travel in a movie that's not back to the future, you introduce a lot of logical questions you can't answer. You it basically, you know, when it comes to time travel in movies and shows, you just have to literally just shut your brain off and be like, OK, I agree with whatever logic the creator is going with, because, you know, with Endgame. As soon as you just start asking questions, it's like, why couldn't they just went and grabbed a different Tony Stark? You know, <laughs> so it's just like, I, I just don't like that movie. I really don't. It's not even in the top 10 of favorite Marvel movies for me. And I'm fine with being in the minority for that. Like, I'm totally fine. Um, but people just, uh, you know, and when I tweeted, when I talked about that before on Twitter, like when that movie came out, people were like random people I don't even know were like responding to my tweet telling me I don't know Marvel and this and that. And I'm like, dude, it's a movie. Calm down. Like, um, but people just, uh, you know how it is with opinions on the internet. Yep. And with that said, let's get into our final thoughts and scores out of 10. I'll start this one off. Yeah. It's got some good elements from the music to the elements of the visuals are always fantastic. The lighting, the modeling, everything is great in that realm. As far as a story, yeah, this is a fun watch for the first time. But as Milton always likes to view things and rate things, um, it's really rated by the rewatchability factor. Uh, can you go back and glean anything new? Can you go back and watch it and get the same excitement? And I got to say, I don't think I see myself watching this one anytime soon. Um, but it was entertaining on the first watch, so I got to gotta at least put that out there so with that said i'm gonna give this one a four out of ten you know it's just I, I wish it could have been better there's we've we spent far too long talking about what was bad about the episode more than i care to admit how much time we just spent talking about that but that's just the state of things i'm gonna throw it over to milton two out of ten two out of ten this this episode was bad like, it's straight trash like I, and the only reason why I get to two is because it has the regular visuals and sound mixing and lighting. Like that's the only redeemable thing. It's that that should not be the reason why I give this even a two, but it's getting a two for that reason because it's not good. This episode is terrible, and I I just can't. It, it's so bad I don't want to get into it further because it's trash. Like if if I've never rated a show this low before or an episode, two out of ten facts done. Yeah, I mean, I mean. That's that's the thing with this show. Like like I said, ever since we started this podcast, 
whenever I watch things, like in the back of my head, ever I, I'm always on like the Milton the Milton rating scale of either trash or like above that. And this falls in the trash category the, on the Milton rating scale. It's not and, and it, and it, Not at all. It's it's not. I have no interest. I would rather watch the, the Last Jedi than this. And exactly. That's why like I went my, back to watch it because I need to see if I can. Like, oh I like, my gosh! I can't episode. believe he did that. I really Here's, can't believe I, I did. it. And, and I, th- there are parts about the Last Jedi that I actually do. There's parts. Love when Luke says Darth Sidious. I love that yeah, part. The, the, the two lessons. And I like when Ray and Kylo are force fighting for the lightsaber. That's it. Yeah. Like, like there are definitely some good parts. Um, oh, yeah. To put to put my rating out there about uh, the Bad Batch, I would say I was falling right under three. So, you know, two from Milton, three from me, four from you, Chris. But, uh, yeah, like The Last Jedi, it definitely has, like, some solid moments in it like like the Darth Sidious I love when when Luke said Darth Sidious like I'll never forget that because like that is to me that's wild just because it's like you know we knew him as Palpatine for so long and then presumably we didn't expect him to ever say Darth Sidious so like I thought that was one of the coolest parts of that movie and then of course like the lessons in training like the one part in that movie I always enjoy so much like the one thing you know say what you want about uh, Ryan's direction with the movie. Like we we've talked about that in prior podcasts. But I I really really like when Luke's training Ray and you know Ray you know basically Luke still shows he has it. You know when he's when he's fighting her and training like you know she literally you know they're fighting with the sticks and stuff and Luke you know, Luke kicks it in for a second there, and you're like, oh, he still has it. Like, he, th- Luke could have done something awesome in this movie and doesn't, but it's like, it's cool knowing Luke still had that in him. Um, so, like, yeah, there are definitely still some, some really good qualities left in that movie. And then, of course, like, my thing is, when it comes to the sequels, I always say it, like, the best thing, in my opinion, like, of course, you have, you have interesting parts throughout the movies, but... The best thing I love the most from those movies is Ray's theme. I just I just love Ray's theme so much that John Williams made. I think it is like right there, top tier Star Wars music. Um, but uh, yeah, hey, those are those are some extra <laughs> sequel trilogy thoughts after after the Bad Batch. See, guys, look, we're we're getting a palate cleanser by talking about the Last Jedi, talking good things about the Last Jedi. Oh my gosh! Well. One of these days, we're going to do our uh, commentary on the sequel trilogy yeah. when we get into a little lull here between uh, the different releases. But um, as far oh. as scores, we have a two. We have a four. What was your what was your score, Ben? Three. All right. So we're running the, the two, three, four. Okay. There yeah. you go. Sequential order. Um, so there you have it. That was the show. Thanks, everybody, for watching, for listening. What are you guys going to be up to this week, Ben? Um, I'm basically just going to be, uh, working out this weekend, you know, just, just lifting like normal, continuing to work on this diet. Like I said, hit uh five pounds lost this week. So I'm really excited to see where I'm heading with that. Hopefully I can keep losing on a, on a pretty good clip right now. So, and I'm not like dying of hunger or anything. So that's, that's always a good thing when you're dieting. Um, so I'm just going to keep pushing and continuing there. And then of course, just watching the NFL playoff games. Um, I, I hope the Eagles win for Milton's sake. And I think, I think the Eagles will win personally in that game. And then 
I'm excited for the other game. I think Kansas City will probably pull it off. I think we're going to get a Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be kind of a sports weekend. And then, of course, you know, as 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 you know, Chris, like on Sunday, you and me will be watching The Last of Us. And mm-hmm. I I cannot wait for that episode because, like, this show is getting so good. And they already released, HBO released the, the run times for episode four and five. So this week is episode three. Okay. But four and five, the, the runtime is 50 minutes, then 61 minutes for oh, the next man. two. Episodes. So so we're going to be getting some longer episodes. So I'm really excited to see where they go. And for any of our listeners that that may have not seen this already, HBO already announced they renewed it for season two. So mm-hmm. just a fun little little Last of Us update there as well. Yeah, fantastic news there on Pedro Pascal and uh the other actress from game of thrones um damn it if i'm forgetting her name uh do you know the name (laughs) oh no i feel like i have to look it up hold on a second um milton what are you gonna be up to this weekend yeah milton what are you up to (laughs) this weekend um tomorrow i'm watching um royal rumble wwe 2023 royal rumble as you guys know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. I mean, again, half my wardrobe is wrestling T-shirts and uh, wrestling uh, tank tops. So, um, yeah, I'm watching Royal Rumble with my boy. Can't wait to do that. Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, going to hang out with a friend to go to uh, like a festival in the morning or in the afternoon. And then I'm watching the Eagles at 3 o'clock. So it, it should be a good weekend. It's, it's a fun time to be a sports fan. I love it. So, like I said, wrestling on Saturday and football on Sunday. Can't wait to get into it. And just maintaining like I normally do in the gym when I go. So, that's pretty much my weekend. Yeah, yeah the, Eagles looked, the Eagles looked great last week for sure. Um, yes, sir. So I, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're heading off there to the Super Bowl, I think. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me knock on wood because y'all trying to jinx it. Let's hope so, boys. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Bella Ramsey is the actress. Bella Ramsey oh, is yep. the actress that plays opposite of Pedro Pascal as that character in that story. So there Ellie. you go. Ellie. Ellie. And there you go. So as far as me, I'm going to be doing some more painting over here probably on Sunday. So maybe painting some Grogu's. Uh, which should be very interesting because, man, oh, man, that is the smallest miniature I've ever seen. thing is like three millimeters tall. It's tiny. So that'll be very quick. Uh, maybe I'll show them off on next week's episode. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but anyway, you can go ahead and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss next week's episode. We go live every Friday at 9 o'clock Eastern, and we have this podcast available to download wherever you download podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Amazon, all those and more. You can just look up Outer Rim Transmission wherever podcasts are found. So for Milton, for Ben, for I, Chris, a.k.a. Star Raptor, thanks for watching. May the Force be with you and transmission.